1: what's up everybody welcome to the opening line and for the first time on the opening line and this is a big surprise to me probably a surprise to our guests and definitely a surprise to you guys uh we've got mike straface who's been on the sporting edge before wits unfortunately couldn't do it this week he's in vegas so he's either in a pit in the desert somewhere or he made it home safe with some money in his pockets but we are joined today by my boy my old roommate Nobody better to chill with in the world, and after hearing about your four-hour drive that almost took your life just now, I'm excited to have you on the show, very last second. Mike, welcome to the opening line. is your first time here.
2: Yeah, it should be uh, fun. Did the old uh, old podcast. Sounds like you're on to uh, new beginnings here.
1: Yes. Actually, you just reminded me. I'm going to have to... We have some plugs we're going to have to do eventually, but I'll work those in event, uh, at some point. Anyways. Mike, you are kind of our college expert. I like to put your expertise more into the Purdue side of things, but since Purdue basketball isn't jumping off the radar and Purdue foot or Purdue football clearly didn't after your claims that they were gonna be Big Ten champions, we're gonna we're gonna wait to talk about Purdue because we're gonna talk about the entire landscape. So let's talk about college basketball to start. Mike, I've been having a lot of trouble with this season because I don't know. I know March is many months away, but at this point in time, I think anybody could win. And when I say anybody can win, I think teams like Monmouth or who Elon or I'm trying to think about who's the team that, oh, Evansville, just beat Kentucky. I think we could have a true Cinderella this year because I think the top sucks. This is the least talented pool at the top I've seen in a long time. Please tell me I'm wrong. And tell me, some teams are going to come to the forefront as we move along in this college basketball season.
2: Uh, No, it's going to be a a carousel of the uh, probably top fifteen the uh, entire year. If any team you know stays at number one for three weeks this year, I'd be shocked. Um, It's an interesting year because there's no um, obviously you said no real good teams. There's no like real good seniors. Um, You know, kind of senior laden teams or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not a draft expert, but I'd imagine, you know, next year's draft is going to be, you know, one of the worst drafts that in terms of skill level that we've probably seen in a while. Um, especially last year with kind of, uh, you know, Zion Williams, R.J. Barrett um, and a few it. other guys. And
1: how about Ja? Ja right now in the NBA has looked fantastic. And I know you're not really one to transition over to the NBA, but Ja has looked really good. I'm going to say this was a pretty successful draft class that came out last year. But I'm with you here. Not seeing a whole lot of talent. When Peyton Pritchard is ranked as the seventh best player in the country, you know there's something wrong. I mean, No shots at this kid. That guy's a hustler. He's a senior. He's somebody that I know you would like. And you're close by now that you're up in Portland. But um, to me, it's just the lack of talent is glaring. And I'm I'm glad you're kind of on the same page with me.
2: Yeah, I mean, what we've had, I mean, four. I mean, Ohio State's going to be the number one team here next week.
1: Um,
2: And they're good. But, I mean, they were, you know, 30 to 20 last year in terms of kind of their – where they're at for the whole season. Um, And I don't think they got too much better. Chris Holtman's a great coach, but, you know, and then also even Maryland, you know, was number, what, three last week, then obviously lost. um, Who they end up losing to? I think it was Penn
1: State. The whole Big Ten's been beating on one another, and Wisconsin looks as bad as I've ever seen this Wisconsin team look.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're not great. They need to, uh, they need Bo Ryan to come back. Hasn't quite uh, been the same since he's left. But, don't see that happening.
1: No, I like don't. 75 at this point. I don't either, but like you said, things are going to change. Louisville dropped to Texas Tech, and that's a game I dropped because I bet on them, and this is the perfect segue to tell you about about my bookie. And Xander, I just called you Xander because my my brain's in a mess. I work crazy hours. Mike, we were going to talk about this after the show, but Mike is on the other end. Mike, this is kind of like watching PFT. Or any of those guys, Hanks, try to read one of these things. It's almost impossible. So I'm going to give it my best here. We're talking about my bookie, my bookie promotional talking points. I didn't need to read that part, but I'm just showing you how how wrapped up my brain is. It's an exciting, it's an exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50 to one to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then. On the 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas and and Straface. We still need to take a trip there. I mean, me and you, our gambling heads are huge. We got to get there. But before we get there... I have to finish this promo without a doubt people are going to be looking to get in on the action and we have the best place for you to go and that is my bookie if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot try a parlay for instance if you like a couple of big favorites this week parlay are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout trust me i do it every sunday especially with the nfl my bookie has more lines and better odds for players. Than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to one thousand. That means if you deposit two thousand, you get an extra one thousand in free money to play with. All you have to do is your promo, use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Wow, Mike, I sucked at that one. Hopefully, I can do the bed promo a lot better later in the show.
2: Well, here's a little uh, hot tip for you in my bookie. With it being, you know, no highly talented teams in uh, college basketball, I would definitely try to put a few bucks on like a 15 or 20, you know, even 30 to one uh, team in college basketball. I would even take like Dayton's looking really good. I don't know what their uh, odds are, but, you know, there's not like, you know, some team that's, you know, uh, what's it, you know, plus 150, somebody to win a national championship at this point, you know, everything is going to be at least six to seven
1: to one. Right. I'm also, uh, the Blue Bloods look as bad as they've ever looked in this season. I know Kansas is sitting there at two, and I think Kansas is going to jump up to the number one over Ohio State. I know Ohio State is undefeated, so maybe they will get the number one this week. But We saw Louisville loss, like I mentioned. They're out. Kansas, Ohio State, Maryland, we saw a loss. Michigan, we saw a lose. And then Gonzaga, 10-1. Obviously, Mark Few always puts together a good team, but... Mr. Face, what's going on with the Dukes, the Kentuckys, and the North Carolinas of the world? I don't even think the North Carolina Tar Heels should be ranked at this point. They have had some ugly, <laughs> ugly losses. I mean, what, they,
2: they lost to Ohio State by 30 at home.
1: Yeah, They haven't um, scored over 50 in their last two losses. It's unbelievable. This Cole Anthony team is supposed to be spectacular.
2: Yeah, all those teams are just you know extremely long, young, even though they usually always are. but. None of them have, you know, at least one or two junior senior guys that are leaders, and then just kind of like we said, with the, you know, incoming freshmen not really being a highly talented uh, group overall. Even though they have the all the best incoming freshmen, they're really just you know not producing. But you know, they'll get better as the uh, the season goes. But you know, we'll see if they can uh, put it together.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I think UNC is one of those attractive early outs. I don't even think they're going to have a pick. With it, or not a pick. I don't think they're going to be selected within the top four seeds of this coming tournament. I'm going to talk about some teams I do like since I've been bashing a little bit right now. I know Arizona took a loss recently, fell to 15, right behind our Dayton Flyers, who I really love. I mean, Obi Toppin is one of the best players I've seen, has a very Zion esque build and play to him. He's averaging over 70% of his shots made in the lane. This guy's a monster. He's also shooting 47% from behind the arc. Dayton's in a good position to make a run this year, much like our freshman year, Straface. Anyways, Arizona, (laughs) another one of those teams I really, really like. Nick Mannion, who doesn't look like he should be on a—it's Nico, but he doesn't look like he should be on a court anywhere. This guy has come to play, and he balls. And I think we could get—what is it? Oh, he's not there anymore. I was going to say—I already forgot our coach because he left. Who the hell was our coach? Oh, Archie. Right?
2: He's at Archie's at Indiana now. It's Anthony Grant, the uh, Dayton coach. I it should know Sean that interview. Arizona coach.
1: <laughs> it was Archie Miller and Sean Miller would have loved one it of those matches. Must been
2: managers. a memorable interview. I,
1: th- I thought it was a good interview. If you want to check it out, but it was Sporting <laughs> Edge. I, I was just surprised I landed it. I'm telling you, my brainstorm face is in a tailspin. I have been up since five this morning, and I sit stared at an office desk for another twelve hours. It is just the fact that I'm getting words out is pretty impressive, but. Yeah, honestly, Dayton, Arizona, and then here's one. Here's a kicker. I'm literally looking at 3 through 15 right now because I think they're the best teams in the country. How about Memphis? Without James Weissman, still putting up points, still winning games, and they are very reminiscent of the Fab Five at Michigan, and I think they're a more athletic version, a better scoring version, and I got to tell you, Memphis, if it were to end today, if we were to go into March Madness right now, surface, face, Memphis is my team. God, well,
2: I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully you can wait till March because Wiseman will start playing again. I would he's out for another month and a half. I believe so. About, like, seven more games. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it's probably really good for them in terms of you kind of have, because Wiseman's probably the best player in the country. Obviously, we haven't seen too much of him. Only, what, uh, six, seven games. Some um, impressive numbers. They, those uh, games, took it up. But that was such an interesting, you know, I'd never seen this before, where he got suspended by the boy. And then Memphis was like, nah. And he just kept playing. And then they finally uh, took him out when they finally kind of put the uh, – and they're making him pay back, what, like, $12,000. And it's like, how is he going to get $12,000? <laughs> some of the, from some of their grant, you know. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, because they won't let him have a job. You can't have a job. So how on earth is he supposed to pay back $12,000 to a charity? Um, it kind of
1: shows how good the uh is. If they wait are, one uh, year, I'm sure be, they'll be able to get that twelve thousand
2: dollars. <laughs> I don't know what the the, the statue or the, you know how long they gave them to pay it back, but I would imagine it wasn't a year. Um, it was just kind of an interesting situation. But yeah, that team, you know, they can play this next month and a half, and uh, you know, kind of get everyone else, um, you know, get better and stuff like that instead of having Wiseman carry the team. And by the time it comes around March and when you plug him back in, I've seen go one or two ways and kind of disrupt the whole team. Or, you know, if he can come in seamlessly, he'll be the best player on every court that he plays on.
1: I think so. I really do like that team. And with the lack of scary powerhouse teams at the top, I think it's anybody's game. And I think this is a rejuvenated. And like I, like you said, these players are just adapting and becoming their own players without Weissman on the court, which can only lead to this development of this entire team to grow faster and better, especially when um, Weissman returns. So I really like them. I think Dayton's well-rounded as well. And like I said, Arizona, I got to tell you, Michigan State's a team I hate as well, along with UNC and so is Duke. But we're doing a lot of hating. What are some of the teams, if it's only three of them, name three teams that you're feeling, like say March were to begin tomorrow, what teams do you like that aren't Purdue? Because we can talk about Purdue soon, but I know there's <laughs> got to be three other teams.
2: I mean, one team that's playing awful right now, like you just said, is Michigan State. Um, but I think they'll get um, much better. I mean, they started off number one uh, overall. Pre-season, not that means anything, and they've lost what two or three times so far. I'm um, having looked all the season, but Cassius Winston, when he's playing well, is probably the best guard in the country. Um but obviously he had that unfortunate situation where his brother just died um, you know, about a month ago and he's kind of derailed, you know, the start of the that Michigan State season in his. Um but he's able to uh you know just kinda keep along here Cassius Winston really is um one of the best players in the country and just kind of takes over you saw it even last year. He just kind of takes over the second half of the season into the carry mission state, really. Um, so I, I like them. Um, yeah. anybody else? Ohio has, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think Gonzaga is pretty good as well. Um, obviously, that you've kind of been down that road a bunch of times where they can't quite kill over the hump, but with kind of, like you said, the low-level talent this year, perfect opportunity for them. Um, and then Ohio State, obviously, are riding high right now. But I mean, it's a great defensive team, and Chris Holtman, you know, that, has done such a good job there. And this team has basically been, you know, we talked about, sort of an older team. Um, you know, not too many major superstars on that team, and they've been playing together and just kind of growing in the past uh, three years. Um, this could be the culmination, uh, you know, of that.
1: Right. If I, When I'm looking from top to bottom on a team right now, and I know Kansas lost a game, but that game was against Duke. Uh, in my opinion, really, I think Kansas is the most well-rounded team, and they have Azubuike back, or Blike, or Bui, I'm never even – and I definitely won't get his Azubuike. first name. Yeah, boukie right? Maybe. Whatever his name is. He's the I most dominant guy really in the post. Yeah. Honestly, in the overtime game against Dayton – he dominated and put that game away himself. Um, and then, again, they have Dotson on the uh, on the perimeter as a point guard. He's very suitable and can kind of go up against the likes of, like, a Trey Jones, Cassius Winston, or even Xavier Simpson. Kansas, to me, the most well-rounded team. I hate picking them in the NCAA tournament. I have been on the ends where I've picked them, and they've lost to Northern Iowa or some other shit team in the first two rounds. So I don't like to go that route, but they are the most complete team as of right now in college basketball. So, yeah, they haven't quite
2: performed all the way up to their potential the last five eight years uh, since they won the national championship. and I think they've only been to, what, one Final Four since then. Right. Um, and then also, people don't talk enough about these, all these FBI stuff in Kansas and stuff like that. So I'm really, you know, all those things just haven't really come um, out all the time. So who knows, that program and players might be getting kicked out
1: that's that, that's very true. That I mean, people
2: never talk about, and even talk about like Sean Miller at Arizona, like whatever happened to that? No, you know, no, like they, they had him on All they, they said they had all these wiretaps of him just basically paying off people, and somehow I guess life just moved on. I don't know. Maybe the NCAA. The only uh, people uh, who got arrested yeah, 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 were the people you know,
1: at Adidas. Like, if you worked at Adidas, you were getting cuffed. But everybody they else called it stoop. though, yeah. Everyone else seems to be fine. Like, Sean Miller hasn't missed a night of sleep, I don't feel. I mean, he lost recruits last year, and the team sucked. But look at them now. Honestly, their team is one of the better teams in the league or in the NCAA right now. And they I have a bunch they won of top I saw that one by recruits. 45 last night. I know. That was big. Put some money on that. Just went to my bookie to cash that one in. Um, but, sure face I think we've beat the nail into the horse's head here in terms of college basketball. Let's talk about the biggest thing coming up on the New Year's, although the games are earlier. At least the first round playoff games are earlier. They will not be on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Trying something else now. We've got the college football playoffs. Interesting enough, I think this couldn't have been easier for the committee to fill this out. They had all the teams they needed to lose, lose, and the teams they needed to win win. And uh we've got four. And I don't I don't have a dispute with any of it. Not sure where you are in terms of the LSU Ohio State who deserves the number one spot. But yeah,
2: I mean I think Ohio State should have been number one, and then obviously it matters a ton. I, um,
1: just, I I, how do you Ohio back that State, up?
2: Well, I think Ohio State, um, honestly, is the best team I've ever seen. Um, in,
1: what What, in, you, you know, what about LSU? What is wrong State?
2: with you? I don't think they're as good as Ohio State. And then look at the um, teams LSU has to beat.
1: I'm so upset. What's that? I said, look at the teams LSU has to beat. What are you talking about?
2: I mean, look at the teams. I mean, Ohio State had more wins against top
1: 25. Dude, the top 25 being Wisconsin, who they trounced on twice. And I'm saying twice because if you look at the second half of that game, it was once again a rollover by the Wisconsin Badgers. Michigan sucks. The fact that they've been ranked in the top 25 all year is an absolute joke. Penn State, maybe I'll give you a little bit of credibility there. Minnesota got rolled on by Wisconsin. The Big Ten
2: They never played Minnesota.
1: They never played Minnesota because Minnesota never got the chance. I'm just saying, anybody who was in the top 25 in the Big Ten purely was there because the conference name is the Big Ten. I don't think that conference is very strong, top to bottom. In my opinion, Ohio State didn't play the likes that LSU did. I mean, LSU whomped on Alabama. They, they won by, on Georgia.
2: They ended up winning by six.
1: They won by six because they gave up an 83-yard touchdown with a minute to go when there was no, like, no reason to play anymore. They blew Obviously, them out. So,
2: I mean, I'm not arguing. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the best one in college football is LSU being Alabama. Yeah, that's the best one uh, for sure. Uh, besides that, I mean, uh, you know, that their last SEC championship game, I mean, Georgia is awful, if you ask me. Um, and then besides that, I mean, their early season Texas one has proven to be basically nothing, worth nothing. Um, Auburn, Texas A&M, Florida, Florida, and Florida. Florida. Yeah, I, I just don't think any of those teams are as great. And honestly, I think the SEC is way better than the Big Ten. I mean, though. that defense has struggled the large portions of this year. Um, and Ohio State has really just been completely uh, dominant uh, all season. Um, and, well, and obviously getting that number one seed mattered a ton because the shocking right, you thing get, is, is
1: You get Oklahoma versus they, Clemson, and Clemson I think is going to beat Ohio State. We'll get into that in a second. But you're right. Oklahoma is kind of the easiest pickings you can get at the number one.
2: For, oh, yeah, for sure. And then even I was shocked. So I bet Clemson would be, so Clemson was his two-point favorites opening up against Ohio State, and I I bet Clemson, if it would have been Clemson LSU, it would have been my Clemson minus
1: four. Uh, I don't know about that. It seems like you've been losing a lot of sleep over Ohio State not getting the number one, so let me help you out here, Scherface, because we've got an awesome company for you. Let's talk about sleep. Listen, to these studies from Harvard and John John Hopkins, hopefully I can say that right, Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular de- uh, cardiovascular disease. This is going to be impossible, Sir face We need eight hours of sleep, which I get, by the way, every single night. And I'm going to play ball tomorrow morning after getting a nice eight hours of sleep tonight. Any personal sleep stories I have? Well, for me... When I first moved out to L.A., I'd always stress sleep, you know, because there's a lot going on in this crazy city. I'm sure it was the same for you in the Queen City of Cincinnati. But anyways, one of the biggest sleep problems is temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if it's hot, and I know that. I have my windows open, my fans on, the air conditioning, all going. I like falling asleep. Don't you not
2: have air conditioning? <laughs>
1: what? Yes, all going. I want to tell you about the pod. What? So in
2: California, you don't have air conditioning.
1: No, I don't and my place does not. Anyways, it, I'm working on getting air conditioning, I'm moving to a new place. But anyways, let me tell you about the pod by Eight Sleep. The pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. You hear that surface sleep fitness? You can even get a workout while you're sleeping. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. I haven't been a, or I haven't been alive that long and neither has face, so good for these people. It combines, and actually, maybe we have. I have no idea how many hours we've been around. It combines dynamic temperatures, regulation, sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if your bed is cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. Boom. In a crazy, comfortable bed, sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights. and If you don't love it, we will refund the purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to hsleep.com slash pro. That is E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro, sleep.com slash pro to get your comfy-ass bed. That'll keep you cool. Wow. Okay. That was... These are long-ass promos, surface. Um I don't know if you're going to try that bed. I might. I like cool beds, but... uh I have I first have been play, getting sleep. A bed. You just bought a bed? Well, you just bought that pod from Eight Sleep actually. That's uh I forgot that we bought you that this week. Anyways, let's get into <laughs> where, where let's get into where I haven't been sleeping or I haven't been losing sleep cuz LSU is beyond deserving of the one. I think that game is over in the first they play, yeah, that game's gonna be over in the first quarter. This could be a blow of Oklahoma. biblical proportion. Yeah, LSU Oklahoma. I've got fifty-five to twenty-one. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a possibility. Um, LSU may score on every possession, but I could see this being kind of a uh, Oklahoma has not played up to their potential the last, um, you know, six. But honestly, the second half of the season. The defense hasn't really done as well as they started out in the first three weeks of the season for Oklahoma. Um, And Jalen Hurts, you know, his numbers are still really good, but it just hasn't seemed to be clicking, um, you know, like he used to at the beginning of the season with Baker and Kyler the past couple of seasons. So it could get kind of interesting with the LSU defense just not being as good um, as in years past. And you've seen him get, um, you know, for instance, what Ole Miss had 450 yards rushing against them. Um, So if LSU sort of defense plays like that, and Oklahoma is definitely capable of obviously putting up a lot of points. This could, game could be kind of interesting, um, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, you have to take, uh, you know, LSU you just picking up the game, um, but I don't mind Oklahoma plus 10, and then if you're in a little frisky throw for a couple of bucks on the money line as well.
1: Wow. Look at you. But then I definitely think- the over. I, I don't know what the over is, but I'm sure I like it. I uh, you are you're the gambling guy here, so I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna rip LSU two ways to Tuesday. It's just it's the best bet out there. I think they're gonna blow them out. I'm not that concerned. The tough one here is Clemson being favored at Ohio State. We've seen well, this hold before. Up.
2: Let's go back. The only thing interesting about also interesting about the LSU Oklahoma game is the quarterbacks. Is you have Jalen Hurts from Alabama and then Joe Burrow from Ohio State
1: was kind of an interesting... uh, Justin Fields from Georgia. Trevor Lawrence is the only true starting quarterback, I guess.
2: Yep. it's kind of just a mix of the new age college football with the transfer portal. It's all mix and match and free agency. It's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, and hey, it's worked out for all these teams. So I'm going to go with LSU in this game. I think I've been riding that all year. So not concerned. Uh... Where am I at? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma-Clemson. Clemson's the favorite. Uh, we've seen this before. I've seen Clemson absolutely just blow out Ohio State in the postseason, and I can see that very well happening again. I understand Chase Young's a different animal, but they've had BOSAs. You just remember that. Ohio State has had their BOSAs and still lost. Justin Fields might be a different quarterback. J.K. Dobbins, is he any better than Ezekiel Elliott or the guys that came before him? Who knows? Clemson has been blowing out teams, and year in and year out, they don't play talent, but when they play the top teams in the country, they come out and win. Uh, it's an interesting game. I'm going to let you pick this game first, because I know which way you're going to go with this one, but uh, I, I don't think I've made my pick yet, Straface.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be uh, one hack of a game. I mean, I definitely don't see, I think the last time they played in the semifinals, it was 45-3. to three. Uh, we also have to add in the fact that Ohio State had JT Barrett, who couldn't really throw and was mostly a runner, but couldn't really run either. Um, the, that offense was quite limited. Justin Fields has been pretty unbelievable. Um, and JK Dobbins, you know, kind of with the combination of um, Justin Fields and uh, JK, really just opens up the entire offense. And people might get mad, especially from Ohio State, but. Ryan Day is a much better uh, coach in today's college football than uh, Urban Meyer was. I thought Urban Meyer's offense got highly uh, stagnant, hadn't changed since the days with uh, Tim Tebow in Florida, and uh, defenses and coaches around the country just kind of caught up to that. Um, And they've kind of had, you know, grade A talent. If you look at every draft. You know, they get 10 guys in the first three rounds every single draft. Um, and next year is going to be no different, maybe even a little bit higher. Um, but with Clemson's on a 27-game win streak, defending national champs, haven't played the same competition as Ohio State. Um, but I'll take Ohio State. Should be a quite an interesting, uh, fun game. I think it's going to be close. Um,
1: hmm. I, the Urban Meyer thing is interesting. I would love... For because you saying that to me doesn't rile me up because I'm not an Ohio State fan, but it would really. But if you're rile. like in love with Urban Meyer and thinks he's the greatest human being well, ever, will. which is the majority of people we hung out with in college, so that's why I'm curious their take on that. I think it's pretty hysterical because um, it doesn't. Again, it doesn't freak me out honestly. It's just like oh, you, you might have a very valid point here. Um, I'm gonna go Clemson because. Dabo Sweeney is better than Ryan Day. Dabo Sweeney's better than Urban Meyer. Um, God, Trevor Lawrence is better than Justin Fields. And we get that matchup. I, I think that's the most exciting. That was the one and two prospect coming out of their time. And we're exci- we get to get them in the playoffs. I mean, that matchup is going to be insane. I think Trevor Lawrence is the better passing quarterback, but I think Justin Fields is more dynamic. Uh, the weapons. On Clemson are amazing. I know you can say the same for Ohio State. he will come down to defense at the end of the day, but we've, I don't well, know.
2: The big different, the big difference too is so the um, Clemson defense is, you know, obviously they, what they have. All four guys last year went um, in the top three rounds in the on their D line. Um, so the uh, Clemson front seven isn't as good um, as it was last year, but in Ohio State's D line is just absolutely elite with. Um, Obviously, Chase Young leading the way, and uh, the thing is with Trevor Lawrence not being as mobile, um, you know, he's kind of almost a, obviously he's pretty athletic, but he's not a uh, not going to take off and run too much. So Chase Young's going to have plenty of opportunities to get back there. Um, Dude, I got to
1: tell you though, Justin
2: Fields isn't going to get sacked.
1: Clemson, I know Ohio State is known as DBU, but Clemson has the DBUs of, or actually, no LSU is looking really good. I I was confusing LSU there for a second. But I'm talking about Clemson's D-line. Although they lost all those players to the draft, they have replaced them with more superstar (laughs) talent um, this year. Again, I think these are two evenly matched teams. One's been here, one hasn't. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take experience over anything. And I think Trevor Lawrence has really come to his own this season. He could have been a Heisman contender, but it doesn't look to be this year. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence, and I'm going to see... An LSU Clemson championship game, whereas you're going to see an LSU Ohio State championship game. So, give me your champion uh, surface. Who do you think is going to come out with that awesome trophy?
2: Uh, I mean, I think Ohio State's going to win uh, win the entire thing. You're um, such I a think...
1: Big Ten ho. honestly. No, well, here here's every so for I everything. The, the winner of the the winner of Ohio
2: State Clemson wins the national championship.
1: Yeah, but you picked Ohio State. That was such a bad cover-up. But if Clemson...
2: But if Clemson...
1: Okay. I I, don't know. That doesn't make it any better. You don't feel that way. You feel Ohio State's going to win. You're just trying to be like, oh, no, I could see something else. No, no. dude. you. When was the last time you, well, you picked against to, you the not Big you You're not ten? allowed to
2: have conviction? I thought I, this show was
1: about hot takes. I don't know, man. I mean, I have hot <laughs> takes. But you and the Big Ten. How is Ohio? How is Ohio State winning the national championship? A
2: hot, hot take. Their average point of margin this year is, is thirty, dude. And they have. five, teams, is five bigger than that. Top twenty-five
1: teams. LSU is blown out. Like honestly, okay, obviously
2: it's the top. Obviously it's the top four teams, especially the top three teams who are all undefeated. Obviously have kind of dominated all season. So to say anyone's not going to win the national championship would be like. There's an argument to say that they could because nice. they're undefeated at this point and have beaten a lot of good teams, I guess, besides Clemson, but they're on a 27 game win streak, the national or uh, defending national chance.
1: Yeah, so I'm I don't taking, see how it's- I'm taking LSU over Clemson. I think LSU is the team of destiny. I think everybody in this country is rooting for Ed Ogeron, mostly because of Barcelona Sports, and I'm all on it. I'm going to ride Ed- Eddie O until he gets his first national title, and I think it's going to be this year. Um, People forget that Travis Etienne is arguably the best back in the country. Just doesn't have the same accolades as a J.K. Dobbin or I'm spacing on. Well, that's, else that's what's here. so
2: that's what's kind of so stupid about the Heisman these days is because you have Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor, the three best backs in the country, who are all I also put keep up mixing up numbers. In NLC, all-
1: I just realized. Like, Etn is on Clemson. I'm, I was just saying he was on LSU. I, my brain is just, uh,
2: woo! Uh, it's all good, but that's was crazy about the Heisman, right? So none of those three guys are going to the uh, Heisman finalists um, in New York, and it, all three of those guys are the three best backs in the country. Etn just won ACC Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Jonathan Taylor is basically averaging 2,000 yards a season in the past three years, and J.K. Dobbins just got uh, I think it's past four years, over a thousand yards every year.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. But it looks like you're riding Ohio State. I'm going to ride LSU into the sunset, Straface. I held you, I held you off, and I've held myself off because I talk about the Packers left and right. So I know what it's like to be a true lover of a team, Straface. If you you have some time right now, how about you rip into Purdue a little bit? Tell me what how you're feeling about their football season how you're feeling about their current basketball season. Get your Purdue fix right now. Well, the I mean,
2: basketball season, we're definitely fine. We just beat uh, the number five team in the country, Virginia, by 30, 29, actually. But, yeah, we'll get uh, better and better. Obviously, it's tough to replace, you know, the, maybe the best player in the country last year in Carson Edwards. Everyone just kind of has to find a new role. You know, in last year, even with that Elite Eight run, we started uh, six and five struggled at the beginning of the season. You know what, with a Matt Painter our coach team, you're going to get better and better as the uh, season goes on. And here's a little stat for you. So Purdue had at home the past five years, Purdue has the third best record, only four losses over that stretch. Um, so I, I feel good about that. And then Purdue next year, and I mean, the entire Purdue football season got derailed on one play where Rondell Moore, maybe the best receiver in the country, and Elijah Sindelar, the quarterback, both got hurt on the same play out for the season. <laughs>
1: That was one of the more ridiculous instances I've ever seen. That was. Brutal. I mean, how many how many football plays have you seen where two guys get hurt,
2: and they didn't <laughs> touch, they didn't touch each other? It wasn't two guys that two different teams that just like went head to head contact. It was just you know <laughs> different two guys on the same team that were forty yards away from each other, both out for this season on the same play, and the best two players on the team. But you know it's like we were saying with Memphis basketball, this team got a lot of experience this year. So next year when we plug in a couple, uh, you know, both of those guys will be back next year. Um, I think we'll be maybe see how the Big Ten West Coast, see if Minnesota and Wisconsin kind of keep up their rise and, you know, stay at the uh, the top here. Or maybe Purdue can sneak in there.
1: Yeah, maybe. And, surface before I let you go, before we do closing, I do have to give Xander and I's uh, weekly NFL picks. I'm going to run through them real quick just so we can get some good goodbyes from uh, surface. Xander is going with this week's picks. He's going Bears plus four and a half just to spite me because he knows the Bears are going to lose to the Packers. He's riding New England minus nine and a half. The Chargers plus two and a half. He's lost his mind because Philip Rivers is the bottom of the barrel. He's taking Pittsburgh minus two and the Rams minus one. On my side of the ball, I'm going Eagles minus five, Patriots minus nine and a half, Seahawks minus six and a half, Saints minus nine, and the Bills plus one and a half. I know I'm going five and zero oh this week. So take those bets. At mybookie.com, put in BLV the promo code to get up to half of your deposit back. So once again, BLV, at, uh, oof, BLV at mybookie.com. God, it is late. Um, face it's a pleasure having you on the show, man. It's fun. I like getting you here. I know you have a good time, and uh, it's perfect that we got to do like a whole college segment for you because that's that's your expertise. No, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, having me on. I enjoy to uh,
2: throw on a couple takes every once in a while,
1: dude. And I gotta, I gotta give you props more so than not. Like the fact that I called you, and I kid you not, if you're listening to this episode, which I don't know how many of you are, I literally called him one minute before starting recording. Or before I started to record this episode, and he was ready. He jumped on. He knew his stuff. And this is why I could always count on Surface. This guy might be the most reliable human being in the United States. This guy comes through in the clutch whenever you need him. So I appreciate Surface coming on. Um, my I feelings s- were kinda hurt because I thought you were calling to hang out. Well, and then all of a sudden you're just like, Hey, hang on, we're going live. Dude, we've had hey, some, right. we've had some historical phone hangouts. I mean, this isn't kosher for radio, but we've been on we've been on the phone with one another for five hours at one point. And that's, it. I mean, I don't know how many people can say they've done that with another human being, but we have. And I don't want to
2: say, I don't want I don't want to say that I've ever done that.
1: No, yeah, I, I know. I put you on blast right there, uh, but it's happened. Um, to be fair, we were watching sporting events simultaneously, so there was an agenda. And this is coming from we had to learn how not to be on a couch next to one another because. That's what we did our senior year of college. We, uh, we're, we were part of one of the, the worst losing streaks in gambling history, and we spent 12 hours in a room with a KFC chicken bucket and, <laughs> and 18 consecutive losses or something on conference championship week in college basketball. So we've been to war. That's what we've done, me and you. Um, so, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, again, everybody who listens, follow us on our social media. Adam Koff is doing something about that. I have no idea just because I'm a busy freaking man these days. But, uh, anyways, thanks for listening to the show. Mike will be back, absolutely, because he's one of our favorite people to have on the show. And uh, have a good night, everybody. This has been the opening line where we like to keep the line moving. Peace out, everyone. Oh, shit.
0: You really want that? Hot shit. Uh, I moved out to Los Angeles seven months ago. Rotate the batch of ladies, always in and out the casa dough. The and casado. once you leave, I make another plate of eggs and avocados. Avocado. Come on guitar and practice my vibrato. Okay. Amado, magically inclined to hit the lado. Oh, I don't even have the cream. The rub small gelato. I stay up. I have to get it in pro layup. My oh. reputation counts, man. I figure out when. I Hi. In the flow up modular, y'all just choked, and I talked to her. Now you scope with binoculars and insist that my trick is to rub my lips a kilometer. Picky, picky, picky with the words, get the form, get the reps. It don't work out like I wanted. I don't fret like a neck hunger. guitar. Step to this if you please. I'ma squeeze every lemon tree life has given me. Oh yeah. What's it gonna mean for me? I got a love in the music, I'm pushing and losing. If I could just chill.